Hey friends, it's Ashley and Jana. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. We could not be more excited because our favorite god of mischief is back in action. Loki episode one is streaming on Disney Plus and we had a chance to screen the first two episodes of the show and trust us, it is brilliant today we are going to break down and talk easter eggs from episode one so this is your spoiler warning if you have not watched episode one of loki turn it off and come back in like mm, 51 minutes because you're gonna go need to watch that first and then come back here However, before we get into that breakdown, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you'd subscribe and left a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So I guess the best thing to do is to just get into that breakdown, Ashley, because (laughs) honestly... I feel like with a 51 minute episode, it's going to take a little while. And let's be honest, there was a lot to unpack. I mean, a lot, even if you're relatively familiar with Loki's character and the comics and what the TVA does, who they are, et cetera, there's a lot there and just wow. But that said, for people who are not that familiar, I still feel like between watching this episode and the next episode, you're going to catch up really quickly and not be very confused. Do you agree? Oh, totally. I mean, it's kind of like WandaVision in the sense, like you don't need to know the comics to get what's going on. But I think if you know the comics, you're going to catch a little bit extra. You're going to see a little bit more or something's going to like click. That again, like WandaVision may or may not have anything at all to do with the actual plot of the show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think in my review, I wrote something like that too, about how it's kind of like it, it's kind of like WandaVision in that sense that it's there are pieces you'll get, but uh, oh my goodness, so good. I didn't think I could possibly want another Marvel show or love another another Marvel show as much as WandaVision or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but clearly I was wrong because (laughs) I could not get enough of these two. And I was just like, oh my goodness. I'm like, this is the TV series. I didn't know I needed. Well, see, that's funny because as I've said on the show, Loki was the one I was the most excited about. So I love the other two. And I was surprised at how much, especially WandaVision, because we just, it was so different. We didn't even know what we were going to get with it because it was so unique that I was surprised at how much I loved it and obsessed for it but this is the one I've been waiting for so this is like Christmas my birthday all the things like I've been to one I'm so excited it's not that I wasn't excited for Loki it's just that I don't think I really understood and which, which is kind of weird to say, I think, because a lot of people had no idea what was happening with WandaVision and not that I knew what was happening, but I think in my head, I just kind of understood a little bit more that it was going to be a little crazy. And that was okay with me because she uses chaos magic. And with Loki, I really don't think I had a 
good grasp as to what the show really was going to be like um, until we got into it these first couple of episodes. And then I was like, oh, hey, I'm like, I cannot leave the edge of my seat. Like, this is just the best combination of all things Loki and the Marvel Cinematic Universe and introducing new characters and kind of seeing how the TVA really fits into things and just expanding on the story arc that is Loki. Oh, so I can't wait. So, all right, get into it, Ashley. Break it down for us. (laughs) All right. There's a lot to unpack here. So let's get started. So Loki, the show, begins right where we left off in Avengers Endgame with him escaping from the Avengers, thanks to the Hulk being super mad about having to take the stairs. Loki disappears. You can hear Thor calling for him. And he leaves New York and he lands in the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. Interesting choice. Not sure why he ended up there or if he just kind of was like, get me out of here, Tesseract. And that's where it put him. People gather around him and he proudly announces, I am Loki of Asgard and I'm burdened with glorious purpose, which is the same line he used when he first appeared on screen during the Avengers. Poor guy can't catch a break, though, because these people do not care, like not even a little. And it's kind of like after Hela introduced herself in Thor Ragnarok and the Asgards are like, I don't know who you are or where you come from. And she's like, weren't you listening? So anyways. Sorry, Loki, they don't care. But you know who does care about Loki being there? The TVA. The Minutemen show up and arrest him for crimes against the sacred timeline. He, of course, is like, I have no time for your games. And he's hit with a time twister baton. The time twister (laughs) clearly kill you, as we learned later. But they can also trap you in a loop of time, like our poor Loki here. So it's like the slow, he's, his face is like hit in slow motion while she wraps (laughs) that collar around his neck. And she goes, yeah, so you're moving super slow, but you're feeling all that pain in real time. I was like, oh, okay. Can I just tell you how many times I rewound, like, or went back to that scene to watch it over and over and listen to her be like, so <laughs> this is playing in one sixteenth time and you're feeling all this pain in real time and watching his face just blur back and forth. <laughs> I was like, I'm dying. This is so funny. Yeah. At first I was like, what, why is he in slow motion? And then when she like walked up, like it wasn't phasing her. I was like, oh, I love it. So in the comics, there are time twisters, but they are actual beings. They're not a baton. And they were created by the last director of the TVA. Their purpose was to survive the end of time in that timeline and travel to the next universe with the knowledge on how to improve the future. They, however, end up going backwards, destroying things and causing problems. And essentially, the time twisters are the evil version of the time keepers. (laughs) And the time keepers are in the show with the TVA. The time twisters are the baton in the show. I know that's a lot. Sorry. Super nerdy. (laughs) Um, So it's Hunter B-15 is the lady who takes Loki into custody and deposits him inside the TVA, the time variance authority for his sentencing. We see a scrawl in the lobby. Uh, They hand over the Tesseract to the clerk who's just like, what is this? A blue box? Like they're not even phased that it's an infinity stone at all. So it's kind of important to note that because if you've 
paid any attention to the movies, every time there's an infinity stone, whether they're on Earth or on Asgard or in space, people are very edgy, right? Around it, like they don't want to touch it. You know, in Guardians, it takes all of them in hands to survive it. Like you just don't touch it unless you're Loki or Thor or Captain Marvel. Like only a select few can handle them without disintegrating, essentially. But here inside the TVA, they're just like, ah, and they pick it up like it's nothing but an empty, you know, box of candy or something. And they toss it in a drawer. Interesting. Just saying. So Loki awaits his trial and we get an intro to the TVA by Miss Minutes, who is their mascot. She's voiced by Tara and a ton of other things. And her video regarding the TVA, I don't know. I would love to get your opinion because when I watched it, I was like, this is like when I'm at Disney, at Disney World, and I'm about to ride Slinky Dog Dash or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's like one of their instruction videos is what it looks like, <laughs> right? Like, did yes, you get that vibe? It okay. does. I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. It's super creepy because it doesn't want to take the ticket and then takes the ticket. And it's like the whole like, oh, well, you may be thinking blah, 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 after he just says exactly what she says and you're like what (laughs) and and then you know obviously later it's you know a different scenario it's a little creepy right I I I thought he was it was like ride instructional video with a right a little dark and yeah (laughs) so actually so the chimes that you hear in that before she starts talking I was like those sound so familiar so I've kind of landed that it's the people mover slash star tours kind of merged together. Oh, like yeah. I get the vibe of both. And I was like, oh, even more like a ride video, right? During the video, we learned that the timekeepers were created by the TVA to help guard the timeline after they saved it from a multiverse war. The graphics used of the timekeepers mirror their comic book looks. However, in the comics, the timekeepers were created by the TVA and not vice versa. So it's an interesting route that they're going here. We also learn what a variant is. So a variant are those who deviate from the timeline and their actions can cause a nexus event. Now, if that sounds familiar, it's because we talked about nexus events and nexus beings when we went through WandaVision because Scarlet Witch is a nexus being. It was an Easter egg, and I believe episode seven, uh, the antidepressant pills were called Nexus. So is it just a throw off to her? Why didn't the TVA do anything about her tampering? We don't know yet. Maybe they'll discuss it. Maybe they won't. Before Loki can get sentenced, however, we pop out to Provence in France in 1549. So this is kind of where we start time traveling. And this is the show between episode one and two. You got to pay attention to where and when they are. Mobius has arrived on the scene and there are several of the TVA's Minutemen have been killed by a dangerous variant. And this is on the trailer with the stained glass Satan picture that a lot of us thought could be a reference to Befesto. And it still could. However, the child that's there, when asked who did this, points to the devil. And we obviously know it's probably not the devil, right, at this point. He also shows Mobius a pack of gum given to him by this devil. It's called Kablooey Blueberry Gum. And it's just, you got to keep that little Kablooey in mind, but not for this episode. 
Just saying. <laughs> At this trial, we get Loki's variant number, which is L113s, and he stands before Judge Renslayer. Loki had figured out, and so I kind of had this theory, I don't know if you did too, that Loki knew in Avengers Endgame that the Avengers were time traveling. And he proves it here when he stands before the judge. Because he's like, look, it's not me that's causing the problems. It's the Avengers. Like They were clearly time traveling and screwed something up. That's the only reason I got the Tesseract. They're idiots, basically. (laughs) And Renslayer, however, dismisses him saying, what they did was supposed to happen. You escaping was not. And she finds him guilty and sentences him to be reset, which doesn't sound bad, but we learn is painful. It's death. Just their way of saying it. Yeah. Reset. Death. <laughs> reset. I mean, did you feel like before this show, did you feel like Loki knew the Avengers were time traveling in that scene? You know, I didn't get that impression, but I did get the impression that he knew something was off just because of the way he grabbed the Tesseract and pieced out so quickly. Because if you watch like the first, like the the real, you know, 2012 version or whatever, it feels a little different. And I don't know if that's because we've seen it and we know what really happens or if like it really is a different sort of like tension. But when you watch the end game version, it feels a little different. And like, so like I said, I don't know if like you sort of imagine that because you know it is different or if it really is truly different. I kind of watch them. I kind of want to watch them side by side playing at the exact same time. Yeah. I feel like in end game, he's, he's looking around and he makes a, a comment yes. in episode two which this isn't a spoiler, but it's about him being observant and, and how, and uh, he's always been that way, right? He's very cunning and he's cunning because he pays attention. So in in the show, he talks about, you could smell the cologne of two Tony Starks. So I'm assuming he probably could, and leave it. Of course it would be Tony. It would be Tony messing up by like smelling. So I died. So much when he said that, I was like, Oh my god, I was like, Of course, it's Tony. <laughs> and and the fact that he had that much cologne on a that you could smell it anyway because Tony, right. and then b that he could right. smell it twice. I was like, Yes, I'm not even but surprised he, yes, he, that Tony is one of those guys that like walks past you in like the mall and you're like, Oh god, no, god, no, it didn't surprise me in the least. And I was like, That is like the perfect little um not just Easter egg, but like nugget for him to have like picked up on. Right. Like, cause if any of those guys was going to smell like cologne, it would be Tony and he would be drowning in it. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so if the name Renslayer sounds McFans, it's because she is based on Ravona Renslayer, AKA Terminatrix, who was an actual, and I'm going to give you like the abbreviated version of her. She was an actual princess who ended up falling in love with Kane, the Conqueror, who, hello, is our villain in the upcoming Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. So will this Renslayer be that Renslayer? Maybe. Maybe. Mobius intervenes, however, so Loki does not get to be reset. 
On the walk over to the Time Theater, Mobius mentions Nightmare being another department and that he would gladly help Loki through it. So Nightmare is also a villain in the comics who rules over the dream dimension. He's a major villain of Doctor Strange, and there has been rumors that he might show up in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We don't have confirmation of that, but it could happen. It's interesting that it's another department because we know there's other dimensions, at least in the comics. So again, there's a lot of layers in this show. And I, and I honestly think out of all the, the shows we've had so far, even though WandaVision was very out there, I think this one has the most potential for changing the landscape of the MCU with the TVA. 100%. And the multiverses. Like this one is, this is it, guys. This is the one to pay attention to. Well, and even um, Kevin and Michael alluded to that in the interviews the other day, that yes. this is basically going to be where things start to, like this is the almost the foundation for those changes. Yes. So pay attention. <laughs> in the theater, Loki's time during the Avengers film is shown. Mobius also shows Loki as D.B. Cooper because apparently he lost a bet to Thor. And that was his punishment. He had to go to Earth and steal some money to see if he could. I don't, I don't know what the bet was. Now I'm like, I want to know what the bet was. Uh, I, I need to I see this. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll get it, but I hope so. Um, so Loki obviously still thinks all of this is a trick. He thinks it's a circus with a bunch of clowns in it. Just like, whatever, I know the TVA doesn't face him. So Mobius decides to show him scenes from Thor, the dark world. Now, remember, this is 2012 Loki. So this hasn't happened yet to him. So unfortunately, that means he and us have to watch his mother die again. Only this time he knows it's kind of his fault, which is awful because if you know anything about Loki, he's close to his mother. And she loved him very much. So like I was clearly, I was devastated watching. Oh my gosh. Tom Hiddleston is just amazing at playing the range of Loki. And when he started to cry, I wanted to cry. I did cry a little bit. Not gonna lie. I was like, oh, Tom, Loki, I'm gonna hug you. His depth is so impressive. Oh gosh, yes. So he ends up escaping because, you know, hey, it's Loki. Did you not think he would escape? Come on now. He encounters Casey, who is the clerk who took the Tesseract from him earlier. Casey hands him back the Tesseract from a junk drawer, mind you. But inside that drawer are several, several different endones. At this point, I paused and I was like, screaming like oh my gosh do you know what this means like this is insane there's so many infinity stones anyways casey's like oh yeah we get a ton of those all the time people use them as paperweights i was like <laughs> oh my that was god the best. um and in that moment loki's like maybe the tba is the greatest power in the universe and you kind of see the wheels start to turn because he is a trickster right uh yep. but a mischievous scamp is what uh, Mobius calls him. I think he calls it himself and then Mobius calls him that later. So he goes back to the theater room because now he's kind of like, he's plotting and planning, maybe. I would assume he is, it's Loki. 
or maybe he doesn't know what else to do. So he goes to the theater room and decides to watch the rest of his life. Well, he didn't realize it was the rest of his life. He just wanted to watch more of himself. Unfortunately, <laughs> that means that not only did we see his mom die again and see him heartbroken over it, we got to see him redeemed in Thor Ragnarok and he's, you know, just smiling and so happy. And then, then there was his death. That was not cool. Like, I know why we had to see it, Marvel, to confirm that he is dead, dead, as it said, end of file. But still, rude. I didn't want to have to watch that again. There's yeah. a reason why I don't watch that in Infinity War. Ugh. Anyways. So this is kind of his realization. He can't go back to his timeline. He admits to Mobius that he doesn't like hurting others. It's just kind of part of his role that he plays. Mobius is like, look, I want your help. I need your help. I need your unique Loki perspective. And this is a theory that you and I had back in the beginning when we first heard that line. And we got proven mm-hmm. right. Mobius needs yeah. Loki's help because the variant they're hunting is Loki. And the yeah. episode ends in Salina, Oklahoma, 1858, where the Loki variant has once again killed Minutemen and taken the time reset charges that they use to, quote, fix the timeline. Fade to, fade to like some really cool credits, by the way. I love the credits. There's a lot um, of like apocalyptic yes. event files in the credits. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> the, the overall just feel of this show is so wild. And I, like I said before, like that's, I think one of the things I just didn't realize how cool it was going to be and how sort of dark it was going to be in terms of like that crime thriller adventure sort of mush time traveling detectives things yes mixed with you know just sort of almost like loki's origin story right like we get all this like we learn about loki and who he is through these adventures and but it's all this there's a lot of like you don't see the grizzly and i'm sure we won't see it but clearly you know like even that first incident in um france it alludes to it being not a pleasant death. Right. And so there's a lot of like, you know, it's going to be things like that where it just, it's, oh my gosh, Kate is such a brilliant, brilliant visionary when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, And I, I, when we were talking with them in the interview the other day and Kevin was talking about how she came in with her like completely done up like pitch and storyboards and like had this all fleshed out. And I'm just sitting here thinking, gosh, that must've been amazing to see, you know, just somebody walks in with like, here's what I envisioned doing with this entire, you know, entire series, like at a, you know, handful of boards. And you're just like, oh, it must've been, I mean, just awe-inspiring. I feel like when I was listening to Kate talk about that um, the other day. I was like, she could be one of us. She could be our best friend. And because that, oh, that would be us. I like her level of nerd for this show. Like that's us. Like we would have walked into Marvel studios with completed storyboards and been like, (laughs) we've got it mapped out. We know what we want to do. Let's let, let me walk you through it. And like, so I, I so appreciated that from her and Tom really enjoyed it. They did like, you know, between the two of them because tom you know she and she deferred to tom like tom knows those loki inside and out so like 
talk us through it, Tom, like, tell us, how do you think Loki would be feeling? How do you think Loki was reacting and like stuff we never know because we never see it on screen, but like Tom knows because Loki is Tom and Tom is Loki. So I just, I was nerding out because I was like, yes, girl. Yes. (laughs) Like come hang out with us. No, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. It was, that was so good. Yeah. That was my second favorite part of the interview. (laughs) And the first being Tom, all Tom. Yeah. (laughs) All Tom. Um, And then Tom, you know, Tom answering my question, but that's another, that's a whole other, that's a whole other, like, oh my God, for another day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's funny. You were talking about it being unique and kind of weird. Um, I know you've watched these shows as well. Like I got Umbrella Academy Legion vibes from Loki, which I am obsessed with both of those shows. So for me, I was like, yes, yes. I love all of this. Give me this weird, bizarre, Mm -hmm. because the TVA, it's kind of, it's again, it's like the Umbrella Academy. It's like Legion. It's like, you don't know what time period it's in, you know, like it's futuristic. You would assume because they know time, but then like they're using computers that look like they weren't even invented like I don't even know like they belong in a museum somewhere they still have like paper files and you know it's like they don't have technology and but then they do have some technology so it's like that weird out of place yet still like a foot in this world kind of intentionally yeah it's intentionally abstract too I think to keep you thinking about where they're going and what they're doing and not so much about you know, the timekeepers or the, you know, time travelers or, you know, whatever, whether it's this show or it's the umbrella Academy or whatever it is, but it's, I think it's intentionally that way to keep you kind of on your toes and just thinking about what's going on and not so focused on, well, gee, I wonder when this is because they're using this or they're using that, like, right. And even just the, you know, the dot matrix printer or whatever, and the trailer. And in that first scene, when yes. we've seen our friend, John is <laughs> dropping the <laughs> high five, John, the paper down, like he's signing his life away. Yeah. Like that's it's so, it's so funny. funny. And but- then that, that energy drink that they're drinking, it was discontinued in 1999. It was like the first energy drink of like a major U S beverage company. It was made by Pepsi, but like, Yes. You know, so they're drinking that. And then like Owen Wilson makes reference to like something that he enjoys. And I can't remember too, so I'm not going to say what it is, but it's like something from the early nineties. And then they're dressed kind of like, I don't know, like 80, like eighties office wear (laughs) and, you know, but they're, they're futuristic. So it's like, yeah, I I agree there. It's like, they're intentionally keeping you off balance. So you don't know where slash when you are. Cause you're, because yeah the tva is not within time it's outside of time and they operating in time it's crazy they collect the artifacts from places and times that they go right like the cases that they work on they're collecting things so they also seem to have no tether to any specific time because all of these things are like new and unusual and cool or funky to them and special in some way based on where they've been like the gum, for example, right? Like he found the gum back in the 1500s in France, knowing for sure that it hadn't come there, but he doesn't know where it's from. He asked the guy to, what he, he wants them to date it yeah. or whatever. Like he wants them to run the skin on it so they can date it. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you where it's going to come from, but that's just because I'm a dork and I looked it up. Um, Same. has nothing to do with it. <laughs> 
you know, has nothing to do with anything else. And, you know, we won't ruin it for everybody else. They can go look it up themselves. But, um, and of course it makes me wonder, I'm like, okay, so where are we going next and who are we going to see? Like, but it just, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, those little eggs are like super fun little hints. And, but it's funny too, because like, so Kate, for instance, and, uh, Loki shows up and he wants the Tesseract from him. He's, he's like, I'm going to gut you like a fish. You know, he's threatening him. Yeah. And Casey goes, Casey's like, what what's a fish? A fish? A fish. And he's like, what do you mean? What's a fish? And he's like, I, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, he's like, I don't understand what you're like saying. It's like, what are you threatening me with? And he goes, death. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and then like later on, and you know, he- he's like telling the other guys, <laughs> He's like, he called me like a fish. And I don't know what a fish is. And they're all like, what? Yeah. And he totally messed up the analogy, which was hilarious. I was like, oh man. I was like, you didn't even get like the the <laughs> reference of what he was trying to do to you. Correct. When you relate it to, I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, this is kind of hilarious. It was so funny. So funny. I was like I was born, you know, I lived down here. I've never lived anywhere else. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's like that whole thing, like the TVA just kind of came into existence. So they were already adults, you know, in mm-hmm. human terms. And this is all they've ever known. And it's interesting because we didn't really talk about it during the breakdown, but um, you're going to love if you don't already, you're going to love Mobius and Loki's relation. It's so yes. fun to watch. Like Mobius just gets under Loki's skin and it's his how frustrated Loki gets with him and vice versa. Cause I mean, you know, Loki is Loki, <laughs> but I just, um, I really enjoyed watching them on screen together. Like when I first heard Owen Wilson was in the MC, I was like, Oh, lightning McQueen. Okay. I mean, I've watched this other stuff. All right. Sure. I guess I'll trust in the Marvel like machine, but yeah, seeing him no, he, yeah. it's perfect. Perfect casting as usual marvel then you can't go wrong really so i feel like it's unfair to say if we have any theories for episode two because we've already seen it but (laughs) if you have any theories we'd obviously love to hear it and we won't give you a yay or nay i promise we won't spoil anything i have a theory based on episode one that i think i would love to see if you also feel this way i feel like ren slayer is a little sus just a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. I just, I don't know, just something better. And I guess because yeah. it's got some connections in the comics, it kind of pushes that theory uh-huh. along a little bit. But I don't know. I just uh, yeah. I think she's one to keep an eye on. Just want to say it. Want to put it out there. Put it out there now. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable theory for sure. Well, thanks, friends, for tuning into this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next time as we are sharing either, you know, weekly Beagle breaking news or breaking down another episode of Loki because you know that's happening next week as well. We cannot wait to hear what you guys think about this first episode. Tweet us at Whiskey and Sunshine or that Ashley Aaron. Let us know what you think. Leave us a note in the comments. You know, we can't wait to hear what you guys thought about this episode and your theories and, you know, whatever. And if you have questions too, let us know because TVA, 
gets confusing. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.